Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla wa man yudlil fala hadiya ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَن يُتَعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَأَحْسَنُ الْهَدْيِ هَدْيُ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٌ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٌ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ ثُمَّ أَمَّا بَعْدُ يا عباد الله الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah يا عباد الله It is incumbent upon us that we tenaciously stick to the book of Allah عز وجل and that we cling to the Sunnah of His Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم upon the understanding of the Sahaba and those who follow them in good. There are many that people take as role models and examples and sources of inspiration in their lives. And you find them knowing much about these individuals. You find them striving to look as these individuals look, to clad themselves as these individuals have clad themselves so on and so forth. Undoubtedly, most of the people that are looked to in this capacity, especially in this latter-day time of ours, they are individuals who are neither worthy of such, nor are they individuals who themselves possess anything from any type of prestige. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has sufficed the Muslims where we are not in need of following any of the likes of these individuals because we have for us the best example in that of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He has also given us as sources of inspiration, as individuals who could be taken as role models, those companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in his noble book, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبِعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ 
Radiyallahu anhum wa Allah Ta'ala, he says what translated means, and those who preceded, those who came first and foremost in accepting Islam, those who have preceded and came first and foremost from the Muhajirun, from those who immigrated and migrated for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and from the Ansar, those who helped and aided and supported their brothers and sisters who had migrated for Allah's sake, and those who followed them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here in this ayah, He is telling us to follow the way of the Sahaba. Allah ta'ala, He says that He is pleased with them and they are pleased with Him. When we look at some examples that we could gain some inspiration from, let us look at some examples of sacrifice from the best of this nation. And bi'ithmillahi ta'ala, in this short khutbah, we're only going to look at two from the illustrious companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The first of them being Talha bin Ubaidillah. Talha bin Ubaidillah, Ahadul Ashr al-Mubashirin bil Jannah. Talha bin Ubaidillah, he is one of the ten companions that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned them by name, saying that they will be in Jannah. They had the promise of Jannah, a guarantee to go to Jannah. This within itself, if we were to stop here at the merit, at this merit, then we will find that Naam, this and the likes of caliber of this type of individual, these are those who we want to take as a role model and gain some type of inspiration from them. He was also from he was from the first and the foremost to accept Islam. He was from the early Muslims, from the early individuals to accept Islam and to believe in the Prophet Muhammad And he was one of the six companions of the Shura, those the council of advice, yani those who were in the leadership of the Muslims, Umar ibn Khattab, those who Umar ibn Khattab, he chose them. He chose them, handpicked them. So as to choose a Khalifa after him. Umar who he placed his great responsibility upon six noble ones. Six shining examples for us. From them was Talha bin Ubaidillah to pick the Khalifa who was to come after him. Radiyallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'een. Imam Bukhari, he brings a chapter inside of his Sahih, Babun Dhikrun Talha bin Ubaidillah. The mention of Talha bin Ubaidillah. Waqala Umar, and Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, تُوَفِيَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَهُوَ عَنْهُ رَاضٍ He said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he passed away and he was عَنْهُ رَاضٍ He was pleased with Talha. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he died he was pleased with Talha. From the great examples of sacrifice from Talha is a hadith as it, as it comes and Qais. 
قال رأيت يد طلحة شلاء وقبيها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يوم أحد رواه نخاري إذا قيس رضي الله تعالى عنه he mentions he says I saw the hand of Talha which was paralyzed I saw the hand of Talha which was paralyzed and then he explained the condition and by way in which his hand became paralyzed he said I saw the paralyzed hand of Talha which he used it to protect and defend the Prophet Sallallahu on the day of Uhud. This was to the example, this was to the extent that the Sahaba, they used to sacrifice. All of us would like to believe that we put forth sacrifice for the deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. All of us would like to think that we put forth sacrifice for the deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But which one of us has put forth a sacrifice for Allah Ta'ala's deen that has related or has resulted in them developing a cramp inside of their hand? Which one of us has put forth sacrifice in the deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that has resulted in their hand developing a cramp because of them writing down the ahadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Because of them writing to defend the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the misguidance of those who are misguided who try to give to it and attribute to it that which is false and not connected to it. Which one of us has put forward with our hands efforts in building the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until our hands start to cramp and we have to shake it out to try to increase the blood flow in it, let alone which one of us has put forth efforts to defend the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to call to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that led to anything from paralyzation inside of our hand. But Talha, his hand was paralyzed doing what? Defending the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us take example in this. Because bila shak wa bila raib. No one is telling you to go out and to do things to cause your hand to become paralyzed. No, not at all. But what we are encouraging you is to use your hands to spread good. Use your hands to spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Use your hands to defend the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Use your hands to spread the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whether that is giving out pamphlets, whether that is giving out translations of the Quran, whether that is giving out free books to the people, whether that is giving out food to the people, whether that is giving out clothes to the people, whether that is giving out your money and spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether that is utilizing your hands to build the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether that is utilizing your hands to build the madaris, to build the school so that the Muslim children could be educated properly. Use your hands in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Talha used his hands in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to such an extent that it became paralyzed in defense of Allah's deen, defending the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which one of us will take an example from Talha and thus therefore be inspired to work even harder to call to and to spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hadha aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li jami'i al-muslimin fastaghfiru fa innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim
Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ba'd Ya ibadullah You see, claims are really worthless Because the sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum They set the bar so high If we want to know what is sacrifice They set the bar As to what sacrifice really is so it is incumbent upon us that we strive our best. Now, we're never going to catch them. Not at all. So don't think that you can ever surpass them. You cannot surpass someone that you can't even catch up to. But they set the bar high. If you want to know what is sacrifice, look to what they did. If you want to know what is spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because some of us, we get real happy. Well, I've spent in Allah's cause. But what is spending in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he gave away half of all of his wealth. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he gave away all of his wealth. So before you want to pat yourself on the back about what you have spent, compare yourself to them. Where are we from them? So when I say we need to strive harder, we really need to strive harder. They set the bar so high. But let us look at the example of sacrifice. From another companion of the Prophet وسلم, this time, Abu Talha al-Ansari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu an Anas bin Malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu قال لما كان يوم أحد Anas, he narrates, he says that when it was the day of Uhud the day of Uhud was a very was a very tremendous day. There were a lot of casualties on the Muslims. The Prophet وسلم, he was injured during this day. On the day of Uhud, at a time in the battle where the enemies started to get the upper hand, where there were rumors that were spread that the Prophet وسلم, he had died and confusion started to overtake the people. Some of the people, they started to break rank. So he mentions, he says, in Hazamanasun, Menanasi Ali Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He says, some people they started to break rank in the confusion. They lost track of where the Prophet وسلم, he was. Some of them had believed that perhaps he had fallen in the battle. So in the midst of his confusion, they started to break rank and try to reposition themselves to gain the advantage, to, re to regain the advantage. So the people, they scattered and they left from around the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, leaving him exposed, except for a very few. From those very few who stayed with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abu Talha, Abu Talha, Al-Ansari Radiyallahu ta'ala anhu Bayna yadi Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Mujawibun alayhi Bihajafatin That he stayed with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Protecting him Shielding him with his shield So I want you to imagine That one of the objectives The primary objective Of the mushrikun on that day Was to kill the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
the secondary objective than it was to kill the noble ones from the companions like Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, like Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This was their objective, to kill the Prophet to kill the noble companions. So of course, this, wherever the Prophet was, that was the thick of the battle. That was the hottest part of the battle. That was the place where your mortality was at a higher probability that you will be killed, you will fall. He did not abandon the Prophet Sallallahu but rather he stood by the Prophet Sallallahu following the Prophet Sallallahu protecting him with his shield. This was to the extent of the sacrifice of the Sahaba. Where is anything that we do remotely anywhere near this? That's not all. Qal, he mentioned, he said, وَكَانَ أَبُوْ طَلْحَ رَجُلًا رَامِيًا شَدِيدًا نَزْعِي He said that Abu Talha, he was a very skilled and powerful archer. He was very skilled and powerful. And on the day of Uhud, وَكَسَرَ يَوْمَئِذٍ قَوْسَيْنِ أَوْ ثَلَاثًا on that day, he broke two or three bowls. He broke them. If anyone ever had practiced any type of archery, I'm talking about the old school bow and arrow. Huh? You know the power and the strength and how hard it is even to bring back the bow. You know how solid of a, of a, of a, of a device this is. So to break two or three, subhanAllah. Subhanallah. Ala kulliha. He said, وَقَالَ فَكَانَ الرَّجُلُ يَمُرُّ مَعَهُ الْجَعْبَةُ بِالنَّبْلِ فَيَقُولُ أُنْفُرْهَا لِأَبِي طُلْحَ He said, a man will pass by Abu Talha with a quiver of arrows and it, and it will be said to him, the Prophet ﷺ will say to them, empty out your arrows, give it to Abu Talha. That's how skilled and powerful and efficient of an archer he was. He utilized his skills doing what? Defending the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Defending the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Fighting for the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala How have we utilized our skills and to what extent? Because obviously he utilized his skills to such an extent That he broke two or three bowls So he didn't go half, half, halfway No, it was full throttle He utilized his skill to the best and most efficient as he possibly can. To the most he could. To to the point that he broke two or three bowls. Subhanallah. When you get your hand on the bowl, see if you can break it on purpose. You see how hard it is. It's not easy at all. So imagine it breaking due to the constant and repetitive use. Not one, but two or three. Subhanallah. Also, look at the selflessness. Look at the selflessness. It was also mentioned, وَقَالَ يُشْرِفُ النَّبِيُّ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَنْظُرُ إِلَى الْقَوْمِ He said that the Prophet because they were behind cover on the day of Uhud. That the Prophet they were behind cover, he would look up to see where is the enemy, to see what is their position. When he would do this and he would lift his head over the cover, Abu Talha, he mentioned, he said, فَيَقُولُ أَبُوْ طَلْحَ يَا نَبِيُّ اللَّهِ بِأَبِي أَنْتِ وَأُمِّي لا تشرف لا يصبك سهم من سهام القوم نحري دون نحرك 
he told the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the Prophet saw the Prophet I'm looking over to see where is the enemy. He said, oh, may my father and mother be sacrificed for you. O Messenger of Allah, O Prophet of Allah, may my father and mother be ransomed for you. Do not lift your head over to see. Don't do that because perhaps one of the arrows from the people, they will strike you. And it's better that I look so that my neck gets struck and not your neck. Let me look. I'll tell you what's over there. I'll put myself at risk because I'll rather I get hit in the neck with an arrow or a spear and not you. I'll look for you and tell you what, what I see. You don't look. I'll look. He put himself on the line. He put his own life on the line. Because he cared more about the Prophet wasallam than he did himself. He cared more about Allah's deen moving forward than he did of worrying about living to an old age and living, and living to play with his grandchildren. This is true sacrifice. This is true sacrifice. And this and these are only two examples from two of the best of this nation. When you look at that and you compare that to whoever did whatever after them, you understand why Allah said, anhum wa an, that Allah is pleased with them and they will be pleased with what they see from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are pleased with their Lord Jalla wa'ala. Aina nahnu min haula. Where are we from them? The point is, let us utilize this as motivation to truly strive with all that we have at our disposal to call to the deen of Allah, to invite people to Islam. To establish true communities where our children, they can grow up and learn about their religion. Where they can be inspired by knowing about these companions. Where are they going to learn about this? If we don't establish a school for our children, do you think that PS number whatever is going to teach our children about Talha? Or about Abu Talha? Do you think that school such and such from this county is going to teach our children about Abu Bakr and about Omar and Uthman and Ali. So when our children come home and say, sportsman so-and-so, I look up to him. This former president such and such, I look up to him. Whose fault is that? Is that their fault or is that our fault? Who fault is that? Do we think that the kuffar are going to teach our children about their religion? When our children come home, when they have un-Islamic values, whose fault is that? Do you, do you think that a non-Muslim is going to teach your child Islamic values? But if we can't do these simple things, then we can never say that we sacrifice anything. Because the first school, the first school, the first universities was conducted from the masjid. They only got another building when, they, when the masjid can no longer accommodate the number of children and students. Because it wasn't just for kids. It was for adults, kids, everybody. So I don't want to hear, oh, but we don't. Yeah, subhanAllah. 
until we utilize everything at our disposal, until you start breaking some bowls, don't even talk about sacrifice. Aqimus Salah.